this video, I'm going to discuss the dangers of silica dust exposure. Let's start by looking at the industry standard to control exposure. Industry professionals use what is known as the hierarchy of risk control. These are a series of controls that range from low to high reliability. The control measure with the highest rate of reliability would be to totally eliminate the hazard. If you remove the material with silica in it, you remove the hazard completely. Yes, I'm aware that this magic pill of elimination is not always available on the job site. If elimination is not remotely possible, the next control measure to attempt to substitute a lesser hazard than what is currently in place. The third layer would be engineer controls. This means that a team will engineer a control system in an effort to reduce the exposure of silica. The fourth layer of control would be in the form of administrative controls. This includes offering signs and instructions for workers in an effort to provide data and reduce the worker's level of exposure. The fifth and lowest reliability comes in the form of personal protective equipment. The employer offers the employee a series of protective equipment to arm the worker in an effort to limit exposure. Workers receive face masks and gloves to be used during their shift in an effort to lessen exposure to silica. If you are a worker on the job site, it is wise to save this hierarchy of risk control to serve as a guide if you're experiencing high levels of silica exposure. Check out the hierarchy of risk control in this video. No one is going to be your advocate quite like your own self. Therefore, you need to do the homework in an effort to arm yourself with the right tools so that you can enjoy your senior years. Sadly, before I got into the role of management, I didn't do too much research on the effects of environmental hazards. I walked into work essentially blind since getting a job done was on the front burner. As a widowed mother, I was more worried about staying on the job site as long as possible so that I could put food on the table and keep a roof over our heads. If your focus is the same, then you get where I'm coming from during my worker bee years with the tools. Try to learn at least one new thing per week that could aid in your longevity on this planet. Over time, it will cause you to slowly become more aware of your surroundings. As a worker, I do have some basic knowledge on the topic via forced silico awareness courses that I had to take for my employment. I'm posing this next question. How do we drill even deeper into this topic? Let's look into exactly what air monitors can be used on the job site. If you're on the job site and the employer is not willing to monitor the contaminants in the air, how do you arm yourself in a cost-effective way? In a past video, we have learned that when an independent air monitor contractor comes in, they are looking to gather and record the contaminants during an eight-hour period of time. If the report comes back with high levels of silica, then the hierarchy of risk controls needs to be implemented. The air is then re-monitored at time intervals that are based upon the initial report findings. According to OSHA.gov, as you can see the link in this video, the time intervals are at least every three months after the first air sample. These mandatory intervals shall continue until the tests yield lower than the permissible exposure limits, or Pell. It appears that the HANA Instruments High 770 Checker HC Handheld Kilometer for Silica High Range 
is an air monitor that retails on Amazon for $63.95 with favorable reviews and some sarcastic ones. It claims to be plus or minus 5% accuracy. For water monitoring, a TAP score water monitoring kit retails on their website for $55. You purchase a water test kit on their website at mytapscore.com and they will send you all that is needed for collection. After collecting a water sample, you ship it to their lab and they will be sending out a report of the test results. Apparently, wells can get contaminated with silica and under certain conditions, that also poses a health hazard. A number of silicon compounds, such as silicon halogens, are corrosive and extremely toxic. Silicon tetrachloride is an eye irritant and may also cause breathing problems and skin irritation. In drinking water, only silicic acid is present, which is relatively safe. I'm truly thankful that ingesting silicon doesn't cause stomach cancer or other health problems. It took a little bit of digging in order to find the equipment used for air monitoring. I found a PowerPoint presentation from a Salt Lake City-based testing lab called ALS Limited on YouTube. I shall provide the link here in this video in case you want to drill into more details than what I'm offering in this video. Air testing is done with different types of cyclones. There are five different types of ISO 7708 compliant cyclones. Number one, SKCGS 3 cyclone 2.7 liter per minute. Two, DOOR Oliver cyclone 1.75 liter per minute. 3. SKC Aluminum Cyclone, which is between 2.5 to 2.8 liters per minute. Number 4. BGI GK 2.69 Cyclone 4.2 liters per minute. And 5. Higgins Dual 2.2 liters per minute. Testing has been going on and evolving for the last 40 years. According to the presentation that I previously mentioned, the cyclone favored to be used today is SKCGS 3 cyclone at 2.75 liters per minute. The testing cyclone uses a combination of gravity and airflow to capture and separate the air contaminants. Once the air intake brings in the air, the heavier particles drop to the bottom towards the grid pot. The lighter particles rise up towards the PVC filter cassette. Once the monitor is done with the sample, the PVC filter gets removed from the test machine. The filter within the PVC filter cassette is what gets sent to the lab for further analysis. It's important to keep the cyclone in a vertical plane for the entire time. Depending on your objective, there are both disposable and reusable filters available for air sampling. The cost of these filters vary as per the unit that is used. The minimum cost is $80 per filter. The battery life on these cyclone air monitors will last for approximately 12 hours. Even if the test results don't yield much silica, they encourage the testing of respirable dust since that still presents as a health hazard for workers. Whatever lab you choose, just make sure that they provide crystalline silica analysis by NIOS method 7500 and OSHA ID 142 using X-ray diffraction. Additionally, ensure that they are accredited by the AIHA, known as 
American Industrial Hygiene Association, as per OSHA Appendix A, 29 CFR, 1910.1053 Guidelines. I had a discussion on silica with my fellow site safety managers recently. We all started out in construction with working with the tools in a variety of capacities. One thing that is the general consensus, we didn't worry about our health as young workers. We are all aware of the risks taken and the fact that we may or may not encounter health problems within the next 10 to 15 years as a result of our lack of concern for our future health problems. We spoke about having no desire to wear the extra PPE since it serves both as a burden and a distraction while working. If you're a young construction worker, hopefully you will think about this discussion more than we did. We are not going to live forever and avoid the almighty, quote, dirt nap. However, you can at least try to minimize the health problems that come at an advanced age. Well, my friend, this wraps up what I have on the dangers of silica and how to monitor exposure. This concludes this Construction Tales safety topic. Come back for more topics soon.